What's up, guys? You're listening to Confessions of a Gym Rat, getting you through the 9 to 5 as healthily and happily as possible. I finally have enough time on a Sunday where I can sit down and give you guys a full, nice, juicy episode. I think last week was probably the worst episode I've ever put out just because I was delusional, um, severely hungover, did not know what time it was because my body was in a million different time zones at once. But you know what? We all, we got to have one of those. I'm sure it was amusing for you guys to listen and be like, is this, can this girl form a cohesive thought? But anyway, now we're back. I am traveling tomorrow to Austin and then I'll be in Phoenix all weekend. So it's going to be another road podcast next week. But here we are this week and a lot has happened in the, in, not necessarily in my world, but in the world. And I got to say this Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift stuff, I'm here. I'm here for it. First and foremost, I said this last week, I've been on the Travis Kelsey bandwagon for a while not because I think he's like a fa- the most fantastic human being, you know, he's had his little douchebag moments, but here's the thing. Well, first of all, I've been on the Travis Kelsey bandwagon because one, he's very attractive. And two, I honestly, what did it for me was like, besides thinking he was a great looking guy beforehand, when he went on SNL after winning the Super Bowl this year, that just did it over for me. I was like, this guy has got We've got a lot of years of seeing him on TV ahead of us, and I am here for it. He was a fantastic host. And I've been meaning to listen to New Heights, his podcast with his brother, for a while now. My brother told me like a long time ago about it. And I wanted to listen just purely like it, it based on awe that they have time to be doing this, like a podcast, and sit down and talk to each other every week when they're in football season. I don't know. And also because I think it's nice. You know, they're two brothers, grew up together, living in different parts of the country, but they still chat every week. And I feel like that's important. Anyway, what was I saying? I was saying something about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. I've been on the bandwagon. Oh, you know, Travis is so like he, he gets all this hate because everyone's like, oh, he's a douchebag. Like he's such an asshole. May I ask you, the people, the girls saying this, who are you dating? And you, who have you dated? Because I feel like if you're a regular person, it's okay to be an asshole. Nobody really cares and girls will date you anyway. But when you're a superstar, you need to be like the nicest, kindest person ever or society will hate you. Not that I'm saying anyone's right and like should be walking around being an asshole. You know, you're rude. You're rude. You're causing problems. You're causing problems. You're getting in the middle of other people's problems. You're always in a tiff or starting a fight. That's not great. But why are we slamming Travis Kelsey for it when everybody else in our lives is basically the same way? Like, why are we not like, you know what I'm trying to say? I don't want to get too lost in my thought, but it's like, oh, when the guy in the frat that you like is acting the same way. It's like, oh, like nobody really cares. But when it's Travis Kelsey, it's like, oh my God, he's a terrible person. He's such an asshole. I'm like 90% of the guys that I know are such an asshole. (laughs) So for me, not really make or break because, you know, it's not any different from the people that I know, but 
I'm here for the pictures. I'm here for the updates. I love all that stuff. I love that this is happening for Travis Kelsey. Honestly, the man just blindly shot a shot. I don't think he ever thought that this was going to happen. And I love this for Taylor too. I feel like, I don't know. The whole thing is just reminding me of the one lyric in 15. That's like in your life, you'll do things greater than dating the boy on the football team, which clearly shows like at a point in her life, like that was like, that's the dream. Like that's every high school girl's dream. You want to date the star of the football team. And that was once a dream for her. So I feel like she's just having a good time. She's vibing. He's being, he's from what I've seen has been super respectful and he knows the stakes, but I would appreciate it if specifically the NFL like stopped making jokes or like targeting everything around this because quite frankly I'm afraid that they're gonna give her the ick and she's gonna have enough where she's like all right this is getting like annoying and kind of weird why is everything football related now a Taylor Swift thing like why is it about me and it's not Travis's fault and I'm sure that if he had any say he would shut that down because it's embarrassing You know, it's like when you're walking with a new boyfriend, like down the hallway in high school and everyone's like, ooh, like it's, it's basically like a national version of that. Also, it's like, you're like, this is the NFL. This is the national football league. It was funny to crack a few jokes in the beginning, but be professional. Like you have things to report on, you know, people have been working their butts off, um, all off season for now, and all you're going to do is talk about Taylor Swift, and I'm the biggest Taylor Swift fan I know, but it's enough. Leave the jokes and the memes and the merch and all that for the Twitter accounts and the Instagram accounts. Like Those people know how to be funny. NFL, you need to focus on football because that's what people are coming to you for. That's just my opinion. I'll be really pissed if she gets the ick. I don't know. I'm, I almost went to the game today too. Almost went to the Jets and Chiefs game, but I got to get up at like 3.30 for my flight to Texas tomorrow. So it's not happening, but I hope they last. This, Like I said last week, this came in perfect time because my favorite celebrity couple's gonzo. So now I'm fully on the Travis and Taylor train. I could not be more on this. I think that they are two extremely attractive people. He's six foot five, so they're going to look great next to each other. And I think for a long time, Taylor Swift was in this like, oh, I'm in my British girl phase. Like, I love England and blah, blah, blah. But at her roots, she's an American little sweetheart. She grew up on a Christmas tree farm. She sang country music. Like, she loves American culture. And I think this is what brought her back to reality. And that's a, England is a closed chapter on her life. But I'm here for the content. So I'm very excited to see all the pictures and videos that rise from tonight's game, which will be yesterday by the time that you guys listen to this. Um, And I would love to meet Travis Kelsey. You know what my problem is? I think that everybody in the state of New Jersey is like not cute. Um, which is why I'm one of the reasons why I'm still single. And I think like the other reason is because I really have it in my head that I deserve somebody like a Travis Kelsey. And 
that's just not feasible, but I'm on my pedestal and I refuse to settle for it. Anyway, though, that's, that's enough of the Travis and Taylor talk. Uh, I will say though, wait, one more thing on Taylor. She went out to dinner again with Sophie Turner last night. And everybody's been asking me, where do you stand? Whose side are you on? And the, the, the truthful answer is I don't have a side. I love Sophie Turner. I love Joe Jonas longer and probably more, but I feel like everything just went so downhill so fast and nothing has directly come from either of them. Like until some, one of them sits down and does an interview and I hear words leave like their mouths, then I will choose. But for right now, I feel like things are getting fired off from both sides and then the other side's coming back saying, that's not true, blah, blah, blah. I'm just waiting for enough time to pass where one of them eventually speaks on it. Until then, I am, I'm staying Switzerland. And all I can hope is that their children are seeing both of their parents because that is super, super important. I don't know. I don't have a side on it. I also, it's, it's very hard these days to know what's true and what's not true. So I'm just waiting. I'm waiting till I hear it out of somebody's mouth. It's crazy. It's a, it's a crazy week for pop culture. Dancing with the Stars finally started, and if you've been paying any attention, you know that I have been very, very excited about this, and I geeked out pretty damn hard. No shame. No shame at all. The first, the first thing that really got me going was when, before the show started, when I saw that Ariana was wearing a costume that looked like her revenge dress from this season's, uh, like Vanderpump Rules season's reunion I lost it I was like this fucking bitch is the most savage person on the earth I have the utmost respect for her I've always okay I'm saying always but I started watching the show like back in March honestly but throughout watching the show I've always had respect for her. She's been in tiffs, she's been in arguments like everyone's going to be, but I feel like she's so grounded and reasonable and she has good morals and values like I just I've always been a fan of her but god she is a savage she's a savage and she's taken up all the brand deals all the opportunities but you haven't seen her on social media being like woe is me like this is terrible instead she's taken it and she's building on it and for those that are like oh my god give it a rest she was in a nine-year relationship and how would you handle it because I've been in much shorter relationships and those have left me utterly, utterly devastated. Um, but her performance was absolutely fantastic. They saved her for last. And I, I should have seen that one coming, obviously, because they wanted to keep the retention, whatever. Personally, didn't appreciate that because I had to get up at 6 a.m. for work the next morning consequentially, I missed my alarm and didn't get up till 6.45. But her dance was fantastic. It was so good. I'm a little bit annoyed, though, because there are some other really good contenders. But I'm here to support her. Mauricio almost went home. Gave me a little scare. I voted for him. I did. They were showing a lot of Kyle Richards on the screen. I was here for that. I loved that. Mauricio almost going home scared me a little bit. I think that he's got a lot of potential and maybe just not enough people know who he is. I don't know. 
But Matt Wallace ended up going home, which I think is what I predicted. So good for me. I should probably make it a week two prediction right now. Oh, gosh. Hmm. Maybe Tyson. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to go with Tyson. That's going to be my week two prediction. Um, but Sandoval. So I did watch Special Forces. Uh, it's interesting. It, it's another, like, reality TV I tend to have on when I'm doing other things. So I was packing today for Texas, and I had it on. It's a little jarring. Um, it's It's definitely jarring to see the way that they're treated. But I guess that's, you know, that's real or whatever. It is kind of nice, though, because it's like these celebrities, like, she's like, oh, I snuck cigarettes in my pocket. And they're like, what? And you can't do that when you're in basic training. Anyway, Sandoval, I, I don't know. I, I don't know him. At the end of the day, I don't know him. I've never met him. I have friends that know him, but I do not know him personally at all. So I cannot tell what is real and what is an act from him. You know, hearing his little intro, he was like, I'm here because I feel like I need to get punished. And I want to believe that. Like, I want to feel that he's remorseful. But also I hear so many things about he's just power hungry and attention hungry. And really like my, my instincts would have said he's on the show because he got the deal is going to pay him. And he wants his name to be in the news when Ariana's is in the news. And then he does something like release a podcast the day after her dancing with the stars premiere. Like, come on. So I don't know him. I can't say anything for how he's truly feeling about this whole thing, but I will say and I've said this before, I draw, like I put my weapons down when mental health comes into the discussion. And what I do believe, and I, I think part of me believes, like one of the things that's really making me believe this is just that scene in the season finale where he was in Lisa's house, like like dry heaving over his sobs. He came out this week and said that there was a point where he was like, I'm going, like he was considering suicide um, and he's in a better place now, but it's been a really hard year for him. Do I pity him? No. Like, do I have sympathy? No. He made his bed. Now he has to lie in it. However, I think that more time is passing. This all broke out in March. It's now October. You can have your opinions on him, but I think that the hate, like the the social media hate needs to pull back. I'm not saying you have to be a fan of him. I'm not saying you have to comment nice things, but it clearly is having an effect on him. And if I got the comments that he got, like I wouldn't feel too great about myself and wanting to live either. Like he was like, I mean, he was going out in public and people were like throwing eggs at him and stuff. And that's like, I'm like, all right. He did a shit thing. He did a really shitty thing. But so have a lot of other men that I know. And people aren't sending them death threats and throwing eggs on them in person. So you cannot like him, but he didn't do it to you. And I think we need to just pull back because at the end of the day, it would be horrific if something were to happen to him. Um, Yeah. That's just where I lay, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, if I see somebody that I don't like from like an incident that happened to years ago, like if I see them at a bar, 
I'm not going to make a scene about it. I'm not going to say anything rude. I'm just going to keep going, living my life, pretending she or he's not there. So I think that's what people need to start doing with Sandoval because it's so easy to get wrapped up in this stuff. Like you have to remind yourself that you don't know these people. Like you actually don't know them in real life. And I don't know, I'm never a proponent for saying horrible things about people or two people on the internet. You know, I just think that that's horrible, but yeah, I don't know. I'm going to keep watching both. Obviously I'm team Ariana, but I don't know, it makes me nervous whenever people talk about that. I do believe it was a hard year for him. I think like right after this, he, one of his best friends died or something too. So I, I don't know. I feel weird about it now. I feel uncomfortable. Oof. Yeah. Anyway, my life is a constant state of mess. Right now, I did get my closet redone last week, so my closet's looking fantastic, if that excites anybody. But my room itself is actually just a disaster because I've been home and then repacking and just a mess. And also, there's things that were in my closet that I don't have space for now, and I'm just a mess all over. When my space is a mess, I feel a mess. I don't know if anybody else feels that way. So this has been kind of like a stressful week for me. Honestly, I mean, work is, work is working, you know, it's one of those times where you really just have to, like, dude, it's really kicking my butt this week and my room being a mess, my space being a mess. And then like, I'm gone throughout the week when I am actually in this state. And I don't know, I'm feeling all wishy-washy and I really had no point to make with that other than to say that that is how I am feeling. I'm trying to think of anything else like interesting has happened this week, but not, not really. Oh, you know what I did? I went to Dave and Buster's for the first time. It was Tamara's birthday and she had a birthday party there, which seems lame, but is not lame at all. And you know what? I finished last week on the plane ride home. I very briefly like flew through Stassi Schroeder's book, Next Level Basic. I saw it. I knew it was going to be an easy plane read. It wasn't like the best piece of literature that I've ever written or written, read, but it was a nice little reminder. And I talked a little bit about it on my story, but basically, and especially coming from her, it was like, embrace your basicness or like, just don't like, stop giving a fuck what people tell you you should and shouldn't like or do. Like, if you like it, then it's cool, you know? And that's like how I felt going into this week where I was like, I admire Tamara. Some people would be like, Dave and Buster's party? Like, how old are you turning? But she loves Dave and Buster's. And she was drunk as a skunk. And we all had a fantastic time. I'll tell you that. I, oof, I crushed the Candy Crush. Very, was, was very excited to see that. Um, and I walked away with a little Himalayan salt lamp. So personally, I think that was a, oh, and, and there was ice cream cake too. So two massive wins on my end. But other than that, yeah. I went to work. I came home from work, did some, <laughs> did some exercise, and that's, that's been the week. Anyway, though, I have a very exciting episode for you guys. I have a great guest on, and we honestly had a very valuable conversation. So don't click off, because you're going to miss out if you don't listen to that. But let's get started without further ado and jump into this week's episode. All right, weekly highlights. This week's 
weekly highlight, my not or my health and fitness related highlight was I went on a bike ride with my dad. Cute little wholesome moment. My dad got these e-bikes. To be honest, I'm not really sure why, but it makes him happy. So we got these e-bikes. Um, and personally, I really have just wanted a regular bike for a long I've been wanting a regular bike since I came home the summer after my sophomore year of college and saw my mom strapping it to somebody's minivan in a moving sale we were having. I came home and was like, excuse me, who told you that you could sell my bike? And she goes, well, it's broken. The tire was flat. And I was like, okay, hold on. If the tire is flat, like, or there's a hole in the tire, you simply get a new one. Two, if it's broken, you don't sell it to somebody else. Like that makes, her argument was void. It was one of those things that it's like, I was still too young where my mom could just say whatever and I and I had no power over it. So anyway, I've been bikeless now for like five years, which sucks. Um, and I've been begging for a bike because there's a nice trail by my dad's house. Um, and yeah, I just, I've really wanted a bike, but I got to settle for an e-bike now. It's fine. It was still fun. A little wonky though, because the turns like, if I try to slow, like sometimes it would just start going on its own. And I'm like, excuse me, like I'm going to eat shit back here. But it was a nice night. It stopped raining here long enough for us to get that done. It was nice to see some fresh air because it's been raining like disgusting here in Jersey. I don't know if you've seen, but New York City's underwater or or was underwater. So that's my, yeah, that's my health and fitness related highlight. Long story short, my non-health and fitness related highlight. Hmm. Oh, you know what my non-health and fitness related highlight is? I started reading Bad Mormon by Heather Gay. I have been, just the amount of time that I've spent like on airplanes and in hotels by myself and stuff, I have been a reading machine. So let me give you a recap real quick. I finished... Last week before I got on the plane home from LA, I finished The Family Upstairs by Lisa Jewell. She is phenomenal. It's a little bit more of like a mystery genre. That's that's what she typically writes. But it's one of those that it's not far-fetched, but I cannot put it down. I need to know what happens. And everything leaves you like, every chapter you're like, wait, wait, what? No, I, no, I need to know more. So I, di- I did download the sequel the family remains, but I've been trying to do like fiction, nonfiction, fiction, nonfiction. So I flew through next level basic on the plane. I told you that, but Amazon was having a sale and some of their books, like actual physical copies were cheaper than the Kindle version. So I finally ordered bad Mormon by Heather Gay. I have been dying to read this and I've just been, I don't know. I, I have so many books on my list. I just haven't gotten around to it. I'm I'm very interested in it. I started watching the whole thing that got me into watching reality TV was I wanted to watch The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City because I've been to Salt Lake City and just think it's a weird ass town. Actually, let me rephrase. I don't know if weird was the right word, but just unconventional town. Like things close early because most of Salt Lake City's Mormons and Mormons don't drink and stuff. So the culture is very different. Um. So when I heard that there was going to be a show and there was like ex-Mormons on it living this quote-unquote scandalous lives on Bravo, like reality television, I was like, yo, I got to see. 
I, I got to see what it's about. Lo and behold, it, it opened the gate for me into this Bravo world. But when I heard that Heather Gay was writing a memoir, I was super, super interested. I just, I don't know enough about the Mormon culture or religion. And being a Christian, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated in learning more about different cultures and lifestyles that are not my own. So hearing her talk about it and like her journey and her upbringing for me is very interesting. Very interesting. So I am loving that book. Even if you don't watch like reality TV, I would highly recommend it. It's just, it's one of those things that I, it's, it's, she's a great writer. I don't believe that she had like somebody ghostwriting for her. I'm sure her editor did some hefty work, but she does have a writing background. It is a good story, well-written, and it's just one of those things that I'm going to come out of this knowing more, more than I did before. All right, today's topic is a little bit lighter. Just, just some food for thought, if you will, since we do have a pretty packed interview. But I was, I don't even know what made me think of this. I think I was just driving. I must have been driving in my car because I wrote it down in my notes. And the whole concept of high school gym class just really really was was on my brain this week and I got into like a whole hole thinking about it so I'm gonna share with you guys my thoughts just just some food for thought first of all what is the requirements to be a high school gym teacher because I've had a lot of gym teachers that were like not physically fit at all and I'm for it like uh, me being me I think it's important for people to exercise and it kind of like forces you to get that exercise in. And I think that's like the whole point of why they have gym in school. But in my high school, you had to have two varsity letters in order to have a study hall instead. And I think that that's a little bit ridiculous. I think if you have one varsity letter, like that should be enough. Or if you were on any sports, like, like a JV sports team, I don't know. I just feel like if you're in season, no matter if it's varsity or not, like if you're exercising, then you don't need to go to gym because nothing legit happens in gym class. Like there's no intense physical exercise ever. So I I don't know. I think that rule is stupid, especially because it's so hard as a high school kid to manage like working, doing sports, school. Why only if you're varsity? do you get to sit out at gym? Because JV practice is like almost the same amount. I don't know. That was my first issue with it. I was like, that just doesn't make sense. Like if you're on a sports team and you're in season, you should be able to be exempt from gym because you're exercising, you know? And then that leads to what the fuck actually happens in gym class anyway. My freshman year, I... I kid you guys not, my freshman year, we spent the entire year, quote unquote, playing volleyball. They were just too lazy to take the nets down, I guess. And every single day, we would get to gym and play volleyball. And it was just, some people were playing, like normally the boys and the girls were just sitting or standing and nothing exciting ever happened. And the, and, and the gym teachers didn't really care that much because they were just too busy being in their own la-la world doing God knows what. And then sophomore year, we kicked it up, I guess, 
somebody told the gym teachers, you know, you can't just can't just have them playing volleyball all year round. So we had different units and they were dumb. Like one of them was playing like T-ball outside or wiffle ball outside. One of them was just walking the track. Okay, walk the track, fine. That's exercise. That's normal. Um, one, some, one semester or marking period, whatever we called it in high school, my senior year, not until my senior year of high school did they actually show us what gym equipment is like and how to use gym equipment. And I feel like that's something that should be taught. And like, if we're going to have a gym class in high school, instead of trying to teach people to play like volleyball and wiffle ball, which by the time you're in high school, like you're probably not picking up a new sport anyway. Instead of doing that, like why don't we teach them how to be comfortable in a, a like a like a fitness center? You know, like whether it's using machines or using free weights because I deal with so many girls who are hesitant to start training or have not started training in the past because they feel uncomfortable. They don't know what to do in the gym and they're insecure. So how about instead of playing like dodgeball or whatever you're playing in gym class, like why don't we take time to teach people how to use gym equipment? You know, like if you're, and and if you're doing this, what muscle does it target? How about, I don't know. I don't know. That's just my opinion. I think that it's a huge loss. Maybe other high schools do it, but mine didn't. And even when we were there, it was like one gym teacher, again, just being lazy. And without like an instruction, somebody could seriously get hurt. I don't know. That's just my opinion. And they didn't let us shower in gym. Like if you like you went to gym, whatever time your gym was, you did not get to shower afterwards. You had to change and then you'd have like five minutes when the bell rang to get to your next class. And that's kind of disgusting. Like if your goal is to actually have gym class so people can exercise and get physical activity in, they should be breaking a sweat. Otherwise, what's the difference between them doing that or walking the halls of school? And if you're going to tell like a bunch of kids going through puberty, like their teenage years, when people smell arguably the worst, not to shower, After exercising, that's disgusting. That's nasty. I don't know what the solution is. I don't know. I don't have one. But our gym only had like three showers anyway, and nobody ever used them. So my question, like, why is that okay? Why do that? Uh, We go through health class, and they teach you the importance of hygiene, and then they're like, but we're going to make you exercise every day, and you can't shower after. Ew. Like, what if I had gym first period and then the rest of the day I just smelled bad? I I had perfume, deodorant. I had all of that in my bag. But you're also, like, like acne prone. And, I, I mean, I'm 24. I'm acne prone now. But if I don't, like, go home from the gym and I don't shower, like, I'm going to get acne on my body, my face. Whoa, like, it, does nobody see the problem? Like, isn't that gross? Or am I overthinking? I think it's gross. And I know a lot of people don't try that hard, but whatever. We also used to do this thing in gym because me and my cool friends, like we just didn't care. And I didn't get study hall until my senior year. 
We used to put our baggy sweatpants over our jeans. And it used to be a thing like you would get in trouble if you wore your jeans underneath. I don't know why. Like, who cares? Nobody was trying that hard anyway. But I just couldn't be bothered, I guess. To t- like, I don't know why it was such a big deal back then. Like, take your freaking jeans off and put your sweatpants on. What is the big – like, God, I saved maybe one minute by not taking off and putting back on my jeans. What was the big deal back then? I don't really know, but me and my friends were set on it. Like, if you could get away with having jeans on under your sweatpants, you were an absolute savage. And I can't give you – I can't give you a single reason why other than being too lazy to take the pants off, which is kind of gross now in hindsight. Um, and my last comment, this one's more about health. And again, I'm going based off of my experiences. I'm sure like, I would actually love to know if you guys have different gym experiences and health experiences. So please DM me, but health for us, you know, they taught us a bunch of things. You know, we would learn about like the different systems in the body, the nervous system, respiratory system, whatever. We would learn about like diseases and what can prevent diseases. We learned about like, you know, sexual organs, all that stuff. And we learned, I remember us learning about eating disorders. Like we had to learn what anorexia was and bulimia and, and all that stuff. But basically where it stopped and ended was this is an eating disorder and it's wrong. It's no, it's a no, no. They didn't teach us anything in regards to like, how to properly fuel your body or better your relationship with food. They were basically just like, don't have anorexia and don't have bulimia. Okay. And then you'll be good. They taught us things like these are the food groups and this is a healthy food. And this is a not healthy food. Eat whole wheat bread instead of donuts, shit like that, which is like a no brainer. Like an idiot could tell you what's health, like, what's healthy and not healthy. Like what's, what's better for you, a carrot or a Dorito? Do we need to spend time teaching 18 year olds about this? No. How about we teach 18 year olds about how to better their relationship with food or what to do when they feel an eating disorder coming on, how to recognize they have an eating disorder, how to eat properly for your body. Like what is overeating? What is undereating look like? They don't tell you jack shit about that. They're just like, eat healthy um, and don't have an eating disorder. Please don't throw up after you eat and you'll be okay. I just think that there's so much room and this is going to offend some people and I'm sorry. And this is again, just based on my experience, all the gym teachers that I've had were lazy. They did the bare minimum. They were happy to be employed. That's it. One of our gym teachers in high school actually got arrested. I feel like every high school has to have that one, that one teacher. And yeah, we had one teacher who was asking girls for like money saying like, oh my God, I need cash for gas. Like I'll, I'll Venmo you or whatever, but he was using it to buy drugs and he got arrested. Um, but yeah, every, every high school has to have that. But my gym teachers did the absolute bare minimum, the laziest, rudest pieces of shit. Not all of them. There was a few that were nice, but most of them, um, Actually, I can really only remember like two. But our health teachers and gym teachers seriously did the bare minimum. As long as you completed something, you got an A. As long as you moved, 
and showed up to gym, you got an A. They didn't give a shit as long as they were getting a paycheck at the end of the pay cycle. And I feel like that's a shame because you're so impressionable in high school and there's so much to prepare you for the real world, especially like going off into college when you have a dining hall and things are, are it's up to you now. You're by yourself. They don't prepare you in any sense on how to take care of your body when you're living by yourself. They don't at all. And honestly, this conversation right now is making me realize how grateful I am that that is such a closed chapter in my life. I just, I think I've talked about this, but the end of high school was just not pleasant for me. And sometimes I sit here and I'm like, thank God I never have to do that again. College I miss. There are times where I'm like, oh, I miss that life. Like, especially on a nice fall day like this, I could be chilling with my friends outside, getting some air, doing whatever. And life's great right now. Sometimes I feel old though. And I wouldn't mind going back to my college dorm. High school, I am so glad that it's over. I don't know what I'm going to do when I have kids one day and they get to high school level. I think my PTSD might actually kill me. But yeah, isn't that amazing? Never have to go through high school again. Thank fucking God. All right, everyone, I'm here with a very special guest today. I am joined by Mark Fusco. How are you, Mark? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I am doing well. What time is it where you are right now? Because I have no idea. It is 7.30 p.m. right now. So okay. It's a little bit later. I know. I'm sorry for the late start. but No, no. You're totally fine. It's like you're 7.30. My computer over here is on Eastern time, so it's saying 2.30, but it's really 11.30 where I am. I just don't know what time it is anymore. <laughs> um, but you recently moved to London, like within the past month, right? Yes. Yeah. Within the past few weeks. Uh, and it's definitely been, it's been a little bit of an adjustment, but, but I'm loving it so far. So are you there by yourself? Like, did you go any of your family go or was this just a you thing? No, I'm, I'm here by myself. Um, yeah, it was, it was kind of a, I mean, it was a big move, uh, but I came here for uh, a master's program. Um, so I'm actually doing it right now. And uh, yeah, no, it's been great. It's been great, but it's been tough getting adjusted, uh, not knowing anybody. But, you know, I built a little bit of a friend group and and everything. So it's, that's, it's been, that's awesome. Yeah. I was going to ask what you're what you're there for. But so you're there for like grad school? Yes. Yeah. Grad school um, for finance. Okay. So it's yeah. You know, I think over the next few weeks is going to get more and more intensive. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, but it's it's been a lot of work so far and I, we barely have scratched the surface. So, I mean, yeah. I, I was a business major in college. I was a marketing major. I took one finance class and that was enough. Yeah. <laughs> it was like in, it was like intro to finance or like financial. Man. It's like something so basic and it, yeah. <laughs> it was enough for me. <laughs> uh, Someone's got to do it, though. I know that's true. That's true. Unfortunately, it's me, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? It gives you a good excuse to see the world a little bit. Yeah. yeah um, so you you're kind of all over the place though, because you I know you were out here in LA for a while. Um, but you're from Texas, if I'm right. No, so I actually grew up outside of uh DC. 
Oh, okay. So you're an East Coast boy. So I'm East Coast. Yeah. Right. yeah. So I was I was born and raised in Annapolis. Um, right. And then I moved. I graduated from high school, moved out to LA, and then my whole family is actually now in Texas. Okay. So I've been working there and going back and forth. Uh, so yeah, a lot of traveling. Uh, I don't really know what to call home anymore. Oh no. <laughs> But, but no, it's been, it's been great, uh, kind of getting to know the entire U.S. because every part is so different um, from each other. And then kind of coming out here and, and doing the same thing. So just, yeah. yeah, anyway. So obviously I have you on the podcast because you're big into fitness and stuff and all that. How, like, have you noticed that the way that people like, like, like exercise routines or whatever, or just like the view of health and exercise. Is that different in England than it is here? It, it's massively different. Yeah. yeah. Okay. How so? I'm curious. Yeah. Well, there's a lot to talk about. It's, it's, <laughs> it's the first thing that, that people notice. I will say that, uh, when just anywhere I go, uh, I'll, I'll get comments on it, uh, about just being in a certain shape, which is right, really right. nice. Got a little bit yeah. of an ego, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, it's, it's very different. Um, you know, I think being in, in LA specifically in Venice, right. It's, you're just surrounded by kind of the, the best of the best. Right. And you get used to that. And that becomes kind of a, a normal, uh, view Mm-hmm. of how you look at the fitness community uh and then you go elsewhere and you realize that's not the case at all nope. at all um so yeah it's it, it's been really interesting uh it's tough to stay motivated uh i will say that because again you're not really surrounded by any anybody who's competitive uh in that sense uh but but no it's 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 still a very big part of my life uh and, you know, I'm going to continue with it moving forward as well. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, it's, it's very different. Very, very different. And it's tough to keep weight on out here too. Oh, Portions no, really? Smaller. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. So I'm having is a little it, Is that like a food thing or like I mean, time everything, now? Everything is just a lot smaller. So, and, you know, I'm yeah. carrying food back and forth from the grocery store. I don't have a car here. Right. So that's another aspect of it. Uh, yeah, American everything... portion sizes, I guess, are <laughs> much more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but no, it's it's definitely a lot more noticeable here, I would say, than than back in LA. Okay. Yeah, I feel like just from I I'm like a big reader, and mm-hmm. one of my favorite authors is she's English, so her books take place like either in London or surrounding London. And there's the way they talk about like exercise and stuff is so different. I feel like a lot of people like to run and like jog and stuff over there. Whereas like people do it here, but that's like the thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think the the typical person over here is maybe a lot uh, leaner and a lot skinnier than, than someone say, you know, in muscle beach. Uh, Yeah. Well, it probably helps the portion sizes as well. (laughs) Yes. Very much so. And on the walking too. Yeah. yeah. I like that you said that though, because I was just talking to a girl the other day. I went to Zoo Culture and I haven't been there in a while. But some girl came up to me, my friend, and just asked us like a question on how to do like something. 
Um, and she was like, you know, I'm, I'm really intimidated, like coming to this gym, like everybody's so like physically fit and like everyone here, like competes or has an Instagram or blah, blah, blah. But I was like, you know what? I commend you for going instead of yeah. just going to a planet fitness or something, because you're right. It's so much easier to stay motivated and like see growth when you're surrounded by people you can learn from. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think, yeah, I, even I, I've noticed even like personal trainers and stuff are not in the best shape. And to me, that's just like, that's a clear indication that there's a problem, right? Like if this is your job, your day to day and, and, you know, you can't even get yourself into, into good shape. I mean, how are you going to get somebody else in a good shape? That just doesn't make sense to me. So I've been saying that for years. I feel like since I started going to a gym, I would see like some of these trainers and I'm like, they can't like, <laughs> just because you pass the test doesn't mean you should be higher. That's <laughs> true. It's, I know. Um, so what, I know it's kind of easier a little bit for you since you're in a school and I'm assuming like you got classmates and whatnot, yeah. you know? um when but you've jumped around from like city to city place to place how do you go about like making friends and figuring out like like I can come to LA and like talk to people and be like oh what's like see what the popular places are I know people that have gone you're in like a whole different country now how do you figure out like what to do like how to live like a normal human being yeah no it's it's a great question I I think kind of jumping around has helped me um not be uh very introverted okay. so you know I kind of my first thing that I do right is I'll go to a place that I, like I'm comfortable in which in my case is the gym yeah. uh, I feel very comfortable there and I feel comfortable talking with people because it's something that I know you know a, a, a decent amount yeah. about um so I don't know I mean I guess it just kind of naturally happens uh I'll just meet people through the gym and and kind of elsewhere that yeah I don't know it's kind of random it's not as difficult as you think um I think people make it out to be a lot harder than it is yeah uh, you know especially in some it, it can be tough in a big city uh especially if you're not going to school or anything like that but no you just you have to get out there you have to be comfortable people don't judge you they don't care so if you just walk up to somebody and start talking to them the chances are they'll be very very kind um probably more so there than here too some people could depending on where you are like I'm from Jersey and people are yeah. rude here well yeah that's true that's true that's true I know New York's kind of a different different animal New York and New Jersey but but no I I've I've really only had good experiences uh you know everybody says like oh Americans are hated everywhere it's like no you just have to be very nice and very okay light and everything and 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 you'll get the same response so um yeah no it's it, it it hasn't been too tough uh in that regard you know I don't I don't feel like finding really good people is 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 hard to do uh anywhere so so is that like your group of friends like people from the gym or people from school it is honestly those yeah, yeah those those two a little bit of both a little bit of both yeah yeah exactly um, and then I actually, I have some friends from college who are coming out to Europe as well uh, oh. for different master's programs and things like that. So it's, yeah, it's great. It's great to have a wide network. Uh, you know, I feel like if I'm traveling around and and I know somebody in a certain city, that makes me really excited. You know, maybe I don't get to see them as often. Yeah. 
So just having that ability is, is, is great. It's great. And I, I think a lot of people should, should really reach out. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big world. I started, I never really used to travel. And then once I started like working after college, I had the chance to more and it's great having friends all over the place Yeah. now. And it's, you realize like the world is so, even the country is so much bigger than whatever town you grew up in. Yeah. Yeah. And I I learned so much uh, from people in different cultures and I absolutely love it. Um, Just because I don't know, people go about their life doing very different things with very different perspectives. Uh, And it's interesting to hear kind of alternative perspectives. Uh, So, you know, just the way you're, you view your career or or health or money or anything like that, it it changes so dramatically uh, from place to place. So I I, I love hearing about it and, and I love talking to people about it. So where's, what's your favorite place that you've lived in then? Or like what, was your favorite spot, favorite community? I don't know. That's honestly a really good question. <laughs> I don't I, I don't like to compare like that. I I think it's different stages of my life. Like I had a really great time in Los Angeles the last couple of years. Yeah. And uh but yeah, no, I I don't want to look back and then be like, oh, I wish I was back there or I wish I was back in Texas or whatever. Uh, you know, this is a new chapter in my life. And, and I, you know, all I'm doing is looking forward and and trying to further that. So that's a good yeah. way to look at it. Yeah. <laughs> you think you're going to come back to the States when you're done? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, been asking me that. I really don't know. I feel like uh, you just got there. So you, it's, it's a tough question to answer right now. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think one thing that I'm open to right now is like, I have the only thing that's kind of holding me back from going really far is family. Yeah. Uh, I just, just became an uncle a couple of weeks ago. And, and so, and family is a really big part of my life. So, you know, having the time change is hard and, you know, yeah. I try to talk as much as possible. Um, no, if, if my work was to take me to Hong Kong, I probably would say yes. Uh awesome. Just because I have no reason to not say yes. Uh, and I think it would be a great experience. So I don't know. I think getting out of your comfort zone is is a great thing. Uh, and I'm that's something that I'm really trying to focus on this year. So you're off to a good start. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying. So anyway. Um, so I know I think what you're correct me if I'm wrong, but you competed for the first time this past like spring in Boston. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Is that something that you would like go back to, or was it just like a bucket list, like check off? Because I know you said you'd like to be open to whatever opportunities come, and I feel like it's not as big elsewhere. Yeah, no, it's 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 definitely not. Um, I don't want to say no, uh, like no, I'll never compete again, because I honestly don't know right. what the future holds. But you're not uh, planning for it right now. No, okay. no, definitely not. I, I think right now I'm I'm very focused on my career. Yeah, furthering uh, that, and I think sometimes competing it takes up so much time, right? That it, it could be a big distraction. You know, I, I don't really have three or four hours a day to spend in the gym. You know, yeah. whether that's training, posing, eating, whatever. Yeah, uh, it takes so much time and a lot of it, it's a lot of dedication. And, you know, you're, 
you're sacrificing the other aspects of your life too. So yeah, I feel like that's not something you want to do when you move to a brand new country. No, definitely <laughs> not. Definitely not. Uh, you know, if, if, if I started competing, I know like my school would suffer a little bit, yeah. uh, career planning or whatever would, would have to, you know, it has to balance. Yeah. Uh, you only have so much time in the day. So I, I just can't, I can't really afford to do that right now. Yeah. Uh, but but no, I, I mean, I would like to, I learned a lot through that process as well, uh, about me and how mentally strong. I <laughs> yeah. I mean, it definitely seems like it would, t- I, that's the one reason why I've stayed away from it. Like I, I've never competed. I don't really plan to, but like you said, you never know. Um, I don't think mentally I'm in a, a spot where like I would, could be right now. Like, yeah, let's do this. Well, I mean, you should give it a try, honestly. I, <laughs> yeah, I, if you're going to be in the health and wellness industry and, you know, bodybuilding or weight training or whatever is going to be kind of your focus, you should definitely give it a try. Uh, even if you don't take it as seriously as some right. other people, um, you definitely should. You definitely should. So. I, mean, I flip flop back and forth. Some days I'm like, I'm never going to do this. And then other <laughs> days I'm like, it would be really cool to see what like I'm capable of. And then I switch back to, no, I'm not going to do this. So I don't know. Maybe one day I'll make up my mind when, the dust settles. But what got you into it? Like what made you pull the trigger and and go for it? I I honestly don't know. Uh, It just, I kind of felt like a natural progression. Uh, Again, being in that setting, right. As you know, being in, in golds in Venice, everybody's competing, everyone's in the best shape. You're like, Oh, I gotta, I gotta do this to fit in. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But you no, know, I, I I just felt like it was a natural natural progression, um, and you know I got it done and I did I checked it off I did check it off my list. But you know who knows? Honestly, who knows? Um, I I always said if I started some sort of health and wellness company and it became a big part of my life and I needed that kind of uh, reputation, right? Like credentials. I would absolutely go for it. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, like I think. Christian Guzman yeah. uh, is kind of a perfect example of that, right? So yeah. Alpha Lead's huge. Um, you know, now he's competing, trying to get his pro card. I think that's great. That's, again, a natural progression into what he wants to do. This is the next stage of his career. Um, but, you know, for me, finance, I'm going to be working long hours. I don't <laughs> I don't think it really makes sense right now. Uh, but, you know, that's it's different for everybody, so... So did you graduate undergrad this past spring or? Yes. I also okay. graduated this past April as well. So it was a. Oh, April. That's so early. It is. Yeah, it was really early. I know. Huh. That's funky. Um. So what, because I've been out of school for like two years now. Okay. Do you know, like, like what's the, what's the dream after this, after grad school is done? Like what about what area of finance do you want to go into? Because I think some people think finance and it's just starts and ends on like Wall Street, but there's a ton of stuff you can do. Yeah, it's it's not too far from that. Okay. Uh, so, you know, I, and I can kind of go into further detail uh, yeah. if you want me to, but, you know, I think the dream right now would be to have my own hedge fund. Um, mm-hmm. It's, you know, Again, it gets very complicated uh, and there's a lot of different areas that you can invest in, right? Because a hedge fund is essentially just 
taking investors' money, yeah. pulling it, and then you know diversifying your your investments. But yeah, it's it's a very competitive industry. Uh, you know, I I'm I'm trying to get one of these jobs right now, and I think a lot of them like the acceptance rate for the position is is you know lower than Stanford's acceptance rate. So it's it's really tough, and and you're competing with the best of the best, mm-hmm. uh, and some really 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 bright kids. Um, so I don't know, I don't know. It's yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens in the next year. But. I always thought like, and maybe it's more of like a case by case scenario, but I think my job application process and just the way like going through interviews and being able to like speak to people and, and be like personal and personable and stuff. I think that if I didn't live like the lifestyle I live, like constantly being in the gym, like I have, like I've been a trainer for years, like starting on social media and stuff. I think that I would be probably much more introverted and not as like confident in myself. Yeah. And that confidence like carries over into other aspects of your life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because essentially, if you can get someone to read your resume, then you're essentially selling yourself after that. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But the tough part is getting an actual human <laughs> to read it. Oh, I know. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, it's it's true. Um, you know, so I studied uh, physics undergraduate. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. So That's so different. <laughs> very different. I know it's very unconventional. Okay. Uh, but but yeah, so I, you see a lot of these kids, right? And and they're very introverted. Yeah. Uh, they don't have a lot of confidence, but they're very, very bright. And so a lot of these firms are kind of taking those kids, putting them in front of a computer screen and saying, okay, code me an algorithm that trades, you know, derivatives. Right. Um, so, and they're very good at it. So again, it's tough to, you know, there's a tough, there's a barrier uh, to entry. Um, but so a piece of advice that that I got uh, from someone who used to be a, a trader for one of these big firms said that, you know, if you can be personable, if you can be social, uh, you and but you understand the concepts uh, that some of these firms are doing, then you need to somehow finagle your way into getting a management position um, because you know how to deal with these people, you know how to manage these people. Uh, but you can actually talk to higher ups uh, and investors and things like that. So I thought that was a really great piece of advice um, because, it, you know, it makes sense. Yeah. But I just need to somehow find a way to get into yeah. that top. <laughs> yeah. That's the hard. Well, you know what? That's another great thing about you traveling and have and knowing people everywhere is honestly, it sucks. But a lot of getting a job is, do you know somebody? So yeah. you're kind of like, you've got your mark in, in many different places. So yeah. yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a lot of work. It's very tiring to yeah. talking to, to everybody and about, you know, your career aspirations, things like that. It, it gets to be a lot, uh, but you know, it's, it's, I'm hoping it'll pay off in the end. Hopefully it'll all be worth it. So I think it will, but I, I have to ask why, where, where did the jump from physics to finance go? Like, like how, how does this, and I hate physics. I like physics makes my brain hurt. I can't do it. I can't. No, trust me. It, it makes my brain hurt too. Uh, <laughs> no, it was. Yeah. So, well, I initially thought I was going to be uh, an engineer. 
Okay. Go into engineering. Uh, and this, there was kind of a, a specific program where I'd start with physics and then okay. end up in engineering uh, and get a double degree. Um, but I, the more I was there, the more I saw kind of the opportunities that engineering presented and those jobs, I, I really wasn't that interested. Um, I, and then I, so I went to go work in finance. Uh, I worked in power trading uh, okay. for a couple of years in Houston. Okay. Um, and I was on their trade floor. And again, I got a really great piece of advice uh, from one of my bosses. And he was saying like, if you want to make as much money as possible, you got to stay close to the money. Meaning you got to go into finance. Uh, you got I mean, the proof's in the pudding there, I guess. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So I, I, completely and wholeheartedly agree with that uh so i i just kind of made the switch and i figured i'd finish out with physics and then okay. go into finance but it's it's more common than you would think actually okay. uh so you know if if you're looking to be kind of a quantitative trader um or any sort I don't of those, know what that is it, <laughs> it gets complicated it gets very complicated yeah. uh but a lot of these a lot of these bigger firms take uh stem students and they, they actually want stem students over like anybody who studied finance previously um because you know they're anybody who can get through that type of program can probably get oh, through yeah. training and things like that um so yeah they're but you know again they're not the most social people uh or personable people, I should say. So, yeah, that's like it, one thing about corporate America, though, is like, I feel like a lot of these businesses force you to be social. Yeah. In an aspect. And I like, I have such a, not like an issue with it, but it kind of irritates me. Just like I'm in marketing, but I work like in a sales organization. So I'm kind of a little bit of both. And just like the culture of it all, like, if somebody's asking you to go to a happy hour, like you go, otherwise yeah. it's going to look poor on yeah. your like performance at work, even though it's after work hours and like, we've got things to do, but yeah. it's just a whole. I Yeah, I know. What's, uh, what's your perspective? Cause I mean, you have a, a great sense of this as well, right? Kind of the health and wellness aspect and, and you're doing this podcast and a bunch of other things yeah. as well as taking on, a corporate job. I mean, what's, what's, what does that look like? It's for me being like in my like mid twenties now it's manageable. I think like if I had a family and like children, it would definitely be a lot harder. It's, I think you just need to be like comfortable and confident in yourself and that'll translate over. Like it kind of always goes back to that for me. I, like there are times where people are going out for like a happy hour or dinner, or, like an after work event. And if that's like, not what I want to do, like, I just want to leave work and go to the gym. Yeah. I just kind of do it. Like I, people know that about me though. Like they're like, of course she's going to go and do that. <laughs> but I think the whole culture of like taking reps out so you can like kind of sweet talk them and or like bribe them, like yeah. not bribe them into selling your stuff is just I'm like is this what we're like spending money on I don't know. <laughs> it's 
seems yeah. and that's why people don't want to work it's like we're so at least in my job it's so we're so curated to like what do the reps want like what's the most easiest for them and then they don't care about anything because they're like you're gonna pay for my dinner anyway so yeah exactly exactly I know there's a lot of unwritten rules that you kind of just have to learn going through it and and it does pose challenges right when health is a big part of mm-hmm. your life and all of a sudden you have to take off because you know you want to go train and and that's not necessarily a priority for other people that I'm that you're working with I'm sure it's uh, I'm like a lone ranger yeah. when it comes to that but I think if it's something that's like really important to you you can find ways to make it work if I know that I have to do something after work with people then I'm going to get up early and go to the gym in the morning and I'm it's not preferable like I don't like doing that it's out of my routine but sometimes you just got to bite the bullet and figure out a way to get it done rather than just fall off the wagon because it's easier to do that. Yeah. I, th- I think those time management skills though are going to take you so much farther uh, than, than anybody else. Cause you know, if you look at all the most successful people, they have a routine mm-hmm. and you know, it usually involves some sort of, you know, health, whether, you know, whether that's training barely right. or work or something. Right. And I, you know, I, I just have a hard time thinking that that's going to backfire on you, you know, getting yeah. in a good routine or something like that. Uh, even though you may be missing, you know, maybe an hour of happy hour. Right. Uh, you know, it doesn't, I don't know. Prioritizing yourself in that regard is probably more important. Yeah. That's what I try and tell people too. And like my coworkers kind of get it and understand like it coming from me, I guess. It's just, I always prioritize my health not just in the gym but like things like getting enough sleep and stuff because if I don't feel good then everything else is just going to go to shit yeah Yeah. so it's like I could stay out at this happy hour and and turns into like a nine o'clock thing and then I don't get home until 10 and then I'm not in bed until like 11 and then I'm up at six the next day and that's why everyone is so miserable and addicted to caffeine (laughs) (laughs) that's very true that's very true Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I felt the same thing kind of when I, you know, I had a little taste of America, and yeah, it was, it was the same thing. And, but everybody, I know everybody was very lethargic uh, in general. And I think a big part of the gym, right. is not only the health aspect, but it's the, not only the physical health aspect, but it's the mental health aspect. So, you know, I know for me, I'm going every day, partly because I want to stay in good shape, but also just because it keeps me going. It keeps my mind clear. I can stay focused longer on the tasks I need to do. Uh, and I don't know, people just don't have that outlet. They go to work, do what they need to do, and then go home, turn off their brains, and that's it. Yep. Yeah. I totally agree. And I tell my clients, and I've been saying this for years, I have a lot of clients that are um, similar, like age range, or they're still in like undergrad or something. And they're like, oh, I didn't go because... I had too much schoolwork or blah, blah, blah. My boss, my personal training boss, when I was an undergrad, made like a whole point to us one day during um, like finals weeks or whatever. She was going over how like the hours were changing. And she was like, remind your clients that they're going to be really busy studying. It's going to take up a lot of their time. But finding like a half hour to shut the books and just recharge your brain and exercise, you're going to come back later to 
like resume your studying so much more refreshed than if you just tried to power through like consecutively. And I was like, that's such a good point. So now I bring that up. Yeah, no, it, absolutely. I, I agree. Um, it's also, I don't know, the excuse of like, I don't have time for something. Everybody has time. Like it, it's just whether it's a priority or not. Um so I don't, yeah, I don't like that excuse, especially if it's something important, like, like your men- mental health or physical yeah. health, like that needs to be a priority, uh, so that you can do better work. So you do have time, you know, you just have to prioritize things correctly. That's so. what I say. I'm like a very, I'm an empathetic person, but I'm not a sympathetic person. <laughs> so when people are like, I don't have time, I'm like, well, I work full time and I go to the gym <laughs> and I'm personal trained and I have a podcast and I run my social media and I have time. So yeah. what's your excuse? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. People ask, like, how do you, and I'm sure you get it too. Like, how do you find time to do this and that? And I'm like, well, it's not like rocket science. I just have a planner and yeah. I just write down what I have to do. <laughs> no, it's absolutely true. It's absolutely true. It's, it's like stupid and people don't want to take the five minutes to do it. But if you plan out your day beforehand, like, all right, from nine to 12, I class and then from this time to this time, I'm going to do homework or whatever. Everything's attainable. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it's really normal to have days where uh, maybe you're, you're just really not into it or you're just, yeah. you know, you're low energy for whatever reason. And and I get that. Um, but if there's consecutive days where you're not training because you say you don't have time, like that's, there's no excuse there. Yeah. Uh, you know, unless you're running a multi-billion dollar hedge fund <laughs> and yeah. you need to be at your desk all the time then then i can see that as being a, a an, an excuse but besides that i don't know so and i'll i'll make this the last question but i know you said earlier and this kind of ties into it that it's it's less motivating over there and like the fitness culture is very different and stuff this is a question i get a lot what do you tell yourself and what do you do on those days where you're just like, I really don't want to go. Or even in the gym when you're like, I could stop at eight reps. Like I don't want to do 10. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, I, I honestly think, yeah, I've never really like been asked this. Uh, and so I haven't really talked about this, but I think, you know, I have uh, a version of myself that I, that I see in like 10 years from now. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I want to be successful. I want to have a family. I want to, you know, and I think it's the small things uh, that kind of build up over time that make that attainable. Um, so, you know, even something as small as like doing an extra rep or something. I think I just have the motivation built into me because I want that so badly. Right. Uh, and I, I see it as like, okay, if I, if I start doing one rep less, if I start skipping the gym, I'm never going to reach that. I'm never going to reach that level. So, you know, it's important, you know, important to me. And, and again, you know, I, I want to reach a, a level of success. That's, you know, very few people do. And so I'm going to try my best for, for me and and for my future family and, and all that so I yeah I don't know that's kind of my motivation day to day uh that's what keeps me going that's Uh, totally valid I feel like I'm like the same thing where it's just whenever I'm like oh like I really don't want to do this I'm like okay what like 
what action going or not going or like doing the extra reps or not doing the extra reps am I going to be happier about tomorrow yeah or what is like my future self going to think was more worth it yeah yeah I think you can't control your luck but you can control your work effort sure Uh, so you know I'll eventually when I'm a lot older and I eventually pass on and things like I want people to look back and say like he worked unbelievably hard uh at everything um whether that's his career or his health whatever yeah um, so that 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 I think drives me uh, that's awesome though and it's yeah. you're like execute because people say that and they're like oh like I'm built different and like, <laughs> like that and then they don't do anything like they, yeah. they don't do anything so it's yeah. cool to see that like you're taking full advantage of like your 20s to just be more awesome every day to put it bluntly (laughs) no it's and it's hard sometimes right like again we talked about kind of being you know you have your comfort zone and trying to get out of that um and it's hard because you know at some points I feel like I'm behind yeah Uh, you know and that may sound crazy to some people but you know I I just turned 22 uh and you know, in my mind, I'm like, okay, I'm still in school. I haven't really attained right. enough. I'm yet. sure some of your peers are starting to get jobs and yeah, exactly. Or, or you see people on social media making right. dollars doing whatever yeah. uh, videos or whatever. Yeah. And in my mind, I'm like, man, you're, you're behind, you're behind, you're behind. But you know, every once in a while you look back and you're like, okay, I got what I wanted to get done. You know, my five-year plan or 10-year yep. plan. Yeah. So um it's yeah. good that you even have a five year plan. So many people like <laughs> well honestly when I turned twenty-two, I was like, I don't give a fuck about my five year plan. Like I'm just <laughs> trying to get through today. <laughs> yeah, the, you you have to look forward in that sense and have those goals if you yeah. wanna you wanna reach them and, and and be successful. So I know you're doing a great job. Thank so you. you're doing more than than what I could even imagine. So I'm trying, but I, that's, I get what you're saying though, where it's so easy to be like, I'm not doing enough or like seeing somebody who's doing better or not necessarily better, but some like just seeing, comparing yourself to other people. But yeah. one thing I've been trying to remind myself, especially like the deeper I get into my twenties is everybody's like path is so different and nothing is like linear. You know, it's, it, it's going to do me no good comparing myself to somebody on social media that I only know from social media, you know, or something like that. Yeah. No, I think, uh, another conversation that I had that was impactful to me was I was talking to someone who's, uh, he's a CFO Mm -hmm. and he's of a a very large company. Mm -hmm. Uh, and he's 30, I want to say 38, 39 years old. Um, he actually just made, uh, Forbes 40 under 40 for good connect to know yeah unbelievable <laughs> unbelievable accomplishments he's very on top of it very yeah. intense um and you know you look at that and you go wow that's really young to to accomplish all those things and then I look at myself and I'm like okay you're only 22 like <laughs> we need to take a step back here and and you know you can't just jump to the top right off the bat it's all about the the growth the developments and the path uh, to get there. So, you know, I try to remind myself of that, but, but, you know, I can't, I can't help 
comparing myself to yeah. people who are older, right? In the bodybuilding community or the people who are more successful in a specific career path. And Right. Yeah, and- it, tra- it totally translates over. But I think like the only thing you can do, because it's so natural to compare yourself mm-hmm. to people. It's we're all like, no matter how many times people say, don't do it, you're going to do it anyway. Yeah. It's to just kind of redirect the thoughts and be like, okay, instead of like feeling bad about myself, like how can this like feed my, my hunger and like motivation, yeah. you know? yeah absolutely absolutely well I'm excited I'm excited to see all your all that you accomplished because you do like you were at the start of the road you have a a long way a long way to go and a lot a lot of time to accomplish a lot of really cool things well thank you I really appreciate that of course do you want to tell everyone where they can follow you on like Instagram or something they can follow along on your European journey right now yeah absolutely (laughs) For now. Um, Instagram is at MF lifting. Uh, I haven't been as active on that and I need to be more active. Uh, <laughs> it's been, a, again, it's been a hectic couple of weeks yeah. and it wasn't a pri- necessarily a priority. So, but it will be yeah. moving forward. So um, yeah, at MF lifting, I think that's the only thing, the only thing that I want to plug right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm thinking about just being more active on TikTok, starting a series that's kind of away from fitness more oriented towards like life cool uh, so i will see we'll see i'll keep everybody updated um, yeah that. i'm here for it i'm whenever people have ideas i'm like go for it because i don't know if i never started my page back and whenever i started it because i was too scared to then i wouldn't be sitting here right now where i am so exactly, exactly. awesome well thank you so much for joining me yeah, no, thank you so much for having me All right, guys. Well, that pretty much wraps up this week's episode of Confessions of a Gym Rat. I hope you have a healthy, happy week. I will be in sunny Austin, Texas, and then Phoenix at the end of the week. So I'm super, super excited. Do not forget to subscribe to me on YouTube at Lifts with Liz so you can follow along with my journeys. Follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Lifts with Liz and subscribe on YouTube. I already said that. I meant follow the podcast on Instagram. (laughs) Okay, let's try that again. And follow the podcast on Instagram at Confessions of a Gym Rat. I'll talk to you next week. Get your butt up and exercise or else. I'm watching, you know?